Welcome to Therapy is Cool. I'm your host, Molly Zive. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and mental health advocate. This podcast aims to normalize feelings and create a positive narrative around engaging in a healing process. This is not to substitute for therapy. If you want to find out more, please go to therapyiscoolpodcast.com. Please rate, subscribe, and share. Take care. Hello, I am so excited to have our special guest on today, Mark Lees of Hiker Therapy. Welcome. Molly, good morning. Great to be here with you. <laughs> you are so awesome. So you and I met on Instagram and we talked about this right when you walked in is just this whole COVID-19 kind of pivoting and like all these shifts. And I don't know if I would have met you via Instagram or online if it wasn't for COVID-19. So I'm, I'm just trying to find that silver lining right. that we connected yeah, in, we talked about that, yeah. in, a, in a different way. So yeah. how are you today? I'm good. I like your little neighborhood that you're in here. I'm excited to talk to you about what's going on. I mean, right away, I feel a connection with us. So I'm, I'm looking forward to what we're going to talk about. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So you are part of hiker therapy, which is so intriguing. Tell yeah. me about what you do presently. Yep. Uh, presently, I'm writing a book um, called Pops Take Us to the Top. And it all hinges on uh, how my kid came to me one day and said to me, um, Pops, let's go on a hike. That was 10 years ago now, 10 years, fall of 2010. And uh, I'd never been hiking before. I didn't want to go hiking. I was an indoor athlete. You know, give me a basketball. I'm good. Um, getting on a hiking trail was not my idea of fun. It evolved from there um, into uh, reviewing our hikes. We'd hike around San Diego County and I reviewed hikes. And it evolved into my work. I was an intern at uh, VVSD in San Diego. I was taking veterans hiking. And all of a sudden, it just naturally evolved into using hiking as a way to get people out and talk. Even with my kid and I, we might be um, uh, out on a trail. And all of a sudden, we started bonding. Sitting in a room together, we'd be in total silence. So just getting outside opened us up for us. And I just transferred that from just reviewing the hikes we did into using as a way, a tool, a reconciliation, reconciliation piece for us. And it, it gave me my peace. It's my church and it's my therapy. Every time I go out there, it's a wonderful thing. So right now, currently I'm writing a book and I also take clients out. Um, a lot of people I work with in recovery, families in recovery and individuals in recovery. And uh, there's usually one road um, into uh Substance use and abuse that takes people's lives over. Everybody has the same story for the most part, but there's many roads out. And I consider hydrotherapy one of those treatment models to help people connect. There's nothing more therapeutic than the five senses. It gets us, I out, agree. Gets us out in nature and just moves us around. Mm -hmm. What it, the exercise effect? It, it's a proven theory. The exercise effect, just getting out and about for 30 minutes is motivating. Mm -hmm. it, it, mental health, physical, all in one and engaging those five senses. And it's, not only is it free, but there's not a lot you got to do, but just let the environment take over. Mm -hmm. and people just loosen up and are much more freer. My unconditional positive regard can be much more accepting when I'm out in nature because I feel what's going on inside me and I can just transfer that over to you. That's a really good point. But I want to, you said something that I find really, really interesting. There's only one way in to yep. substance abuse. Yep. Tell me about that. I think, well, what I meant by that only one way in, most people have the same story. I've been in the mental health and, uh, treatment field for 15 years, and it's usually a loss of something. It, relationships, legal, jobs, money. And it's usually the same road. It, it, it doesn't vary, really. There's usually, that's usually the journey in. And what am I mean by in? There's a great line in the movie called uh, Candy. Uh, when you want to stop, 
you don't when you want to stop you can't so when you get to the i can't stop stage and you have people sitting in front of us you included in your work who talked to us about their issues of substance abuse the story doesn't change dramatically it's usually that's the road in but mm -hmm. there's many roads out. Mm -hmm. I work with people who love the 12-step model. I work with people who hate the 12-step model. Mm -hmm. I work with people who love smart recovery. I work with people who are on harm reduction, methadone treatment. I work with people who uh, don't do any of that. The majority of people who get recovery don't do anything. And what I mean by that is they do something. Maybe they start going to the gym, but they don't do any of those things. I just mentioned that's the majority of people. I've worked with so many people who told me, I came home one day and my dad just stopped. He just stopped drinking. And he, he led a, a good life. Most people who are in recovery don't necessarily need to be in a program or something. It's beneficial for those people, mm -hmm. all the ways they choose. And because the 12-step model works for you and it doesn't work for me, it doesn't mean it's wrong. Mm -hmm. It just means it doesn't work for me. So by what I mean by the theory, there's many roads out that's mm -hmm. included. And that's where I can come in and take people out on trails. Again, it, it, the work I've done professionally at agencies or companies, I worked at Interfaith uh, in Oceanside for five years with veterans. And every weekend, pretty much, we go out on hikes. These are guys who live together in the same room, Molly, four guys to a room. They'd hate each other. They'd scream at each other over dirty dishes. And I'd go out with the other counselors, and they'd all, we'd all look at each other. These guys are laughing and, and getting along with each other. They didn't even, they'd actually catch themselves. And, Wait a minute, man, we don't even like each other. And we're out <laughs> on a hiking trail, and man, the, the, the senses kick in, and the five senses, and just take over. So that, and, and my story's the same way, man. I didn't want to go hiking. But slowly but surely, I got pulled into it, and it was so therapeutic for me. Mm -hmm. It still is now. I, I'm a person, you know, my anxiety level, I, I've, used, I've learned to use my anxiety in my favor. Like a lot of people are scared to death, including me at one point, to get out in front of people and speak. Speaking is like what the greatest fear. But that makes me very anxious. But I can use that anxiety to be a great motivational speaker. Mm. So I, I, I turn it around for me that way, but hiking helps me do that. I'll go hiking once a week, man. When my anxiety starts getting, I'm usually at about a four to a six in my anxiety anyway. But um, when it starts getting up higher than I go hiking, when I'm done with that hike, that sense of accomplishment, reward, I did it. No matter if I'm hiking down your street in the front here back and forth or Coles Mountain or Mount Whitney or El Cajon Mountain, the sense of accomplishment is huge. And that's what I try to transfer to my um, clients that I work with mm -hmm. because many of them don't have, you, you know, this in your work, a lot of them just have such low self-esteem and self-doubt that they can even do anything. Right. Yeah. You're so, you're absolutely right. I was going to ask you, what do you feel like the resistance is, but I feel like I already know. Yeah. Like what's the resistance to going hiking? Yeah. But I think all of us can relate to that is yeah. like, yes, I know I need to go to the gym. The hardest part is getting on yes. my clothes Yes. to I'm, get there. I'm the same way. I did it yesterday. I was all sitting there hiking. I was at home. I was writing. And I started talking myself out of it. And my uh, my gal pal, my lady friend, she said to me, uh, no, man, you plan to go to the gym, go. So <laughs> she was my motivation. But you're right, because I worked with a lot of veterans, man. We'd all line it up. And my 20 guys would sign up. Three guys would be ready to get in a van to go hiking. I said, where is everybody? Uh, I totally believe I'm not forced anybody to do anything they don't want to do. You know this. We cannot outwork our clients. We, no. we do not know what's better for them than they do. Right. And hiking isn't the only answer. I know people who surf. They swim. Um, they run. A good friend of mine, one of my best friends, Jenna, she loves to run. And she actually named herself runner therapy because that's her therapy. Right. And I'm not a runner. There's no way you're getting me yeah. running. But my my avenue, my tool, my therapeutic outlet is hiking. And I, I'm very passionate about it. And uh, like I said, it reconciled the relationship between my son and I. My kid came to me one day and uh, said, 
pops, let's go on a hike. We had absolutely nothing in common. We had a broken relationship. We started hiking. I started reviewing hikes in San Diego. I have a website, hikertherapy.com, that people can go to right now and look at uh, hikes in San Diego County. Um, and it just evolved from there. I utilized it personally in my work, um, built a website. I'm, uh, you know, I've got a little bit of stickers and things that I give out and promote, promote myself. So it's evolved into that. It's my life. It's my passion. It's, I was driving down to your office thinking, it is the one most consistent thing that I've done in my life in the last 10 years. Um, a couple other things, but this, because it's my passion, right? Mm -hmm. It's my hobby. It's my love. It's my passion. All those are just who I am. It's just amazing when you can take your own self-care or your own hobby and you can make it your passion and you can make it your life's work. Yeah. You can translate it yeah. in a way that's really meaningful because you believe it to your core. Every essence of your yeah. being knows yeah. that it works because yeah. you had this personal experience yeah. Yeah. and it shows in your work yeah. with your clients yeah. and they feel that. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. I think we all have to have that. Whatever we do, my dad said though when I was growing up in Detroit, my parents were in England. My dad- I didn't know you were from- the Midwest. Yeah. You're my type of person. Good, beautiful. I'm born and raised here, but I love Midwesterners. Even more. But um, my dad said to me at a young age, he says, you know what? If you want to go dig ditches or if you want to be a bricklayer, more power to you. But make sure that you wake up every morning that you want to go dig that ditch or, or lay those bricks. If you don't, you'll be very miserable. So um, I've, I've held on to that much. And I've done work that's made me miserable. I, I've been in jobs where I didn't want to do. Um, and this one is such a good fit for me because it is me. I've seen it work. Yeah. You just said it. it I've, I've, I've practiced what I'm preaching and it works. Um, and it's, it's turned me into a better person and I've become a better outlet for other things. I, I got into mental health treatment more about anxiety, depression, people stuck in their lives. I've, I've had all those. I've been brought to my knees. I've been brought to my knees in a divorce. I've been brought to my knees in death. Um, parents and, and dogs and, and people in my life. And I've experienced all that. And I say, until you've incurred a drop like that, this is Mark Lee's theory, until you've incurred a drop like that, life doesn't even start. We've got to understand what's precious to us. And when I got brought to my knees, I thought, I got to start doing things in a different way. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get with my kid. My kid came to me and we weren't in a good relationship. He said to me, he's about 20. He said, Pops, we are we, we don't have nothing in common, man. You and I are just drifting way far apart. He came to me and that's how it all started. We hiked Torrey Pines. Then Coles Mountain in uh, January 2012, and uh, right after that, uh, Mount Baldy, May of 2012, and evolved into our first attempt at Mount Whitney in 2014. And uh, other than that, uh, like I told you, not to give you a dump, I'm not going to hike. I'm not a hiker, man. Give me the gym. I'm good with the gym. You know, I'm doing that. And that's it. So all. was it your son's idea to go for the hike? Yeah. The first hike? He's the one who came to me. He said that. And like I said, we have, we should be thinking your son right now. Yes. He's the reason why you're here. No, I do every day, man. When I'm writing my book and I think how far it exactly how far it's come. It's, uh, you know, he was the one quote in trouble. You know, he was, it was a good weekend when the sheriff didn't bring my kid home, you know? And Damn. so he, and he had a lot of stuff going on, uh, with different things. So, uh, he came to me. He said, Pops, we got to do something different here. I've been hiking with my friend and his dad, and uh, you and I got to go on a hike. And that was, he's 30 now. So that was 10 years ago. That was about, yeah, it was 10 years ago. You know how when you're in session with people, because I know you've worked, you know, in a typical yeah, office yeah, setting, absolutely. and it like the really, walls, yeah. yeah, and it really like revs up like the 30, 35 minute mark. Not for everyone, but yeah. what, what would you say with hiking? Like, when do people start 
opening up. I know one size yeah. doesn't fit all, but yeah. it's got to be really quick. It's got to be mm -hmm. as soon as the juice is flowing and you start appreciating yeah. things. Well, the first thing is a comfort level, right? Because most people that I've worked with haven't been on a hike in their first session or second session with a counseling type person, right? Mm -hmm. And um, you know this, even in the office, people will, we all deflect. We don't want to get to what's going on, yeah. right? It, that happens out on, I was out at, the, there's a volcano on Oceanside, the Calavera. Oh, was, yeah, yeah, I've been there. Oh, good. I love that. Like, there's a lot of different diversity in there. Plus, it's a volcano. So um, I was there with somebody once. And, uh, boy, this person was diverting like crazy. And I thought, uh, so we've got, if you going towards the dam there, that's maybe from where I parked, eh, maybe a mile, not a mile, something like that. So between where we started and that dam, um, that's what it took for me to say, so what's going on to you? Immediately, this person started crying. And then um, after the diversion, just like in your office, really, I don't think it's that much different. Although I will say this, nature, in, once that happens, nature increases the natural flow, if you will, of what some is really mm. on their heart. It's on their heart. I've learned, I told you about the veterans, man. We, the, when I worked in Interfaith, these four guys who lived together in one unit, um, 72 clients, the four in a unit, they hated each other. They scream each other about the dirty dishes, but as soon as we got on a high control, they don't even know they don't even like each other. Mm -hmm. They're just all, it's all kicking in mm -hmm. because it's so freeing. It's so unconditional. And again, it's not that hiking is a be all, end all, and cure all, but that's my venue. That's how I do it. Mm -hmm. And mostly people that I work with either are, oh, are good with that thought. It's kind of why the title attracts them. Hiker therapy. Well, I hike. Mm -hmm. I'll go out there. But I and I had a couple a couple of years ago who were uh, all they wanted was trained to go to Machu Picchu, but it turns out no, that wasn't the real reason why we we're there. And I get they moved to Florida. I get phone calls for them still. They say you saved our marriage. You have no idea. You made us. And I'm like that man. I get to the point even on a hike trail, and it's quicker. It can happen quicker. So to answer your question, it does happen quicker. Mm -hmm. Like there's certain models in therapy, like EMDR things like that. It does open things up quicker, you know. Mm -hmm. And hiking does nature. You can't lie to nature, man. Mm -hmm. You're out there. You know, I can lie to you all day long in these four walls. I suppose I can lie to you in nature, but the, the, the veil is, is removed, it seems, a little easier, more quicker when you're out in nature. Yeah, it's comforting, yeah, I feel yeah. like. And you seem like you're very you're similar to me where you cut through the bullshit pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Whether or not I say it to a client, yeah. that's you know, it's all in yeah. good timing. Yeah, but like yeah. you can tell when yeah. people are lying and deflecting. Yeah. And I think yeah. that even you know, speaking it, even saying, you know, your book that you're working on, like you're yeah. putting it out there in the universe. That's yeah. what people are doing when they can start speaking their truth. It's so, yeah. it, the weight is lifted. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we deflect. We all do that. We all want, yeah. we all. It's so easy. It's our defense <laughs> systems. It's our, it's our way we protect ourselves. You know, us adults, we've, we've incorporated so many layers of BS from when we were kids. I love kids. I used to be an eighth grade math teacher up until 2000. And, uh, uh, kids, man, they know that you know that they're lying to you. Okay, it's very easy. Yeah. But us adults, man, we get you know. I say sometimes there's nobody more manipulative than therapists and counselors because we we get so those layers built in there. So I say when I get out in nature with people, man, you can't lie to nature. It's mm -hmm. so freeing. There's not one person I've ever been out there with that doesn't come back and say, man, this is good. This is, you just, Aww. you can't help it. Yeah. You can't it's help true. it. true. Even yeah. you know, like you said, like even going down the street, Absolutely. like a 10 minute walk changes your mood. I Absolutely. thought a client had to move from her upstairs patio. There was like a leaf blower to her, um, to her downstairs. And it, even in those 500 feet, like her mood totally <laughs> yes. shifted. Yes. And I was like, did you notice that? Like, did you, I feel it. Do yeah. you feel yeah. it? But, uh, 
Well, it, you know, change your thought, move a muscle, right? I'm a big proponent of that. How, um, you know, I get in funks. I'll sit at home. You know, I got a lot of stuff going on in my life. I'm writing this book. I'm trying to get it done. Um, the, the CV, you know, I talked about this a little earlier, the CV-19 pressures. Um, we don't even know it, but it's there. And even when we do know it or think, oh, yeah, it's CV-19, it still takes effect. Mm-hmm. Change your thought, move a muscle. Even if you walk through that door and, and walk outside, you're changing the thought by moving a muscle. Everything shifts. That's why, I go, so true. that's why I get up and go to the gym, Molly. Even you know, I, we're talking about hiking, but I went to Planet Fitness yesterday. I told you this story. You're talking about what's the motivation piece. Um, uh, so I got myself there. I'm so glad I did because I changed a thought and I moved a muscle. You know, when cops do a, uh, what is it, 5150 call or coming for a crisis situation, the first thing they do is let's step outside. Mm-hmm. They remove you from your situation mm-hmm. where you are. Let's step outside. Mm-hmm. Plus, that's change a thought, move a muscle. Just getting you from here to over here. Um, and then incorporate that with a beautiful day or you're in a wonderful neighborhood. Yeah. Look at this it. green. We're looking at I green know. right now. That's a motivating color right I there, know. Molly. It's so true. And I think about like my experience. I worked in a locked residential facility. Yeah. And the the clients I worked with transitional age youth tag. And the clients would oh, go out during yeah. the day, but yeah. my shift was at night. I had the lovely like three to eleven oh, PM shift yeah. where yeah. they were stuck inside. Yeah. Like, you know, I always think like the witching hours as soon as it gets mm-hmm. dark and like they have to start taking their medication. Exactly thinking that term. Yeah. Yes. So they so they would go out during the day and have like the best times ever. And then the staff would be like, Well, what are you talking about? You know, when we change <laughs> shift, we'd have to like discuss like what had happened. Yeah. And it would literally night and day yeah. for a real night and day yeah. because they would go out and they would have so much fun and do all these activities and move throughout the day. And then at night they were stuck and confined inside and had to do dishes and were screaming at each other. So That's kind of like a good point. Yeah. what you were saying. Um, so yeah, just literally yeah. being able to see anything new, yeah. new scenery. No. Yeah. I just saw this doctor on TV the other morning about how COVID-19 effects are are options and avenues to other things, mm. whatever that is. And he was saying, that's all been taken away from us. And it led into what you just said. That increases usually anxiety, depression, stuff. Because it's not even what we're out of our routine, we are. But the normal outlets that we do and have in our mind, I can go here, I can go there. You know, it wasn't that long ago, for the most part, and still, that my uh, lady pal and I, we'd go down to Ralph's just to do something different, you know, just to get out of the house. <laughs> and that was my hike, you know, just drive down to Ralph's and walk around the aisles of Ralph's. But, um, and the trails were closed for a while. Now they're open to state, all the state and parks in California. I was going to go up to uh, Bishop, uh, Eastern Sierras uh, next month, but all it's all closed up there because of the fires. Oh, because of the fires. But I was fire. saying, this has got to be a really great time for hiking yeah. due to COVID-19. I'm yeah. sure yeah. it's it's sparking people's interest yeah. to get yeah. out there more. Yeah. Well, it, it sparked in my interest, number one, change of thought, move muscle. But um, people were uh, outlaw hiking, right, when even when they were closed. But I, I paid attention to the rules. But the places I go to now that are open, they're people... It's it's just it's why the gyms sadly their businesses are depleted. But it is true the gym is a mental health outlet for people, and those are shut down. Mm-hmm. So hiking, like you see, it's free. You can get out in nature, and they're all open. There's not many trails except when it gets hot around here. Like they closed Three Sisters and a couple of them out in East County, mm-hmm. um, Vermont and Julian area because of the heat, not because of COVID nineteen. But they're all open now. Uh, yesterday I just read Torrey Pines is open now. It was closed for six months. So Torrey Pines. I State, love that hike. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a beautiful hike. Mm-hmm. Um, it's open now. I like going down to the beach, back and forth from Torrey down to Black's Beach and back two miles. So that's a beautiful coastline to hike as well. You know, when yeah. it gets hot, we can hike the coast. That's what I did. Yeah. So you're saying, so you don't define a hike as like going up a mountain. 
like because no. in my head and very like you know in a very structural way and yeah. like hiking is like you go up rocks and you're like roughing it in your hiking boots right, but right. what does a hike mean to you right well i, I will say uh, a hike is a walk with purpose so, <laughs> that's good i love that definition yeah so it's a, you know i talked about this a little bit earlier um from point a to point b the sense of accomplishment and reward is overwhelming mm -hmm. i like to mix it up i mean i have my top five hikes that i do in north county and they're all the same ones i'll do the we talked about the volcano calavera but I build in challenge when I want to build a challenge or I build a challenge when I don't want the challenge too. I mean, man, I need to get up there just for me. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I can, I take a lot of people that I work with. We go on the Oceanside Harbor. It's three point. It's a, it, what's a 5k, 3.3 miles. It's 3.3 miles. It's all flat. It's all concrete. I don't like hiking on concrete and I don't like hiking flat, but I'll do it. Batagitos Lagoon in Carlsbad. It's a nature walk. It's mm -hmm. three miles. It's a beautiful little journey around the outside of that lagoon. And man, it's still nature. You see blue herons there. Mm -hmm. And I am so much more in tune with, with what I didn't took for granted before in nature now because of what I do with hypertherapy with clients. It it's, it's nothing's better for my anxiety, Molly, because it keeps me present. Rarely when I'm on a hiking trail, I'm a huge worrier. Am I worried about what's going to happen tomorrow or what I should have done in my past, right? Depression comes from trying to change the past. That never happens on a hike. Mm -hmm. I'm right there with every footstep that I'm on. And I'm so relaxed. And that's the whole idea of hydrotherapy. Yeah. The five, engaging the five senses. Yeah. You know, I do that a lot of mindfulness in my own work with clients. Yep. And it's just really how can we engage the five senses? But when you drop someone in that sort of environment, it's really difficult to ignore any of those senses. You're really picking up on all of the things, the mm -hmm. smells, mm -hmm. the obviously the seeing, the yep. feeling yep. of the sun on your I think vitamin D, I had, I started, um, yeah. When I was in my early 20s, I started antidepressants and my PCP, I love him. He, I've seen him since I was a baby. He told me, um, make sure you're getting enough vitamin D. You need to have your breakfast in the sun because I was so like depressed and anxious. Yeah. I wasn't, yeah. but that was like his sort of like holistic, you know, absolutely. within like the insurance. No, absolutely. I wish doctors could be more holistic, but I know yeah. that they have, you know, 10 minutes with us. And, but yeah. I just, that always stuck with me, yeah. you know, like yeah. I need to get out Good in the sun, you. Yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Nature's therapeutic and it, uh, the, you just reminded me, so there's a hike that when I take used to work with kids and veterans, uh, the five senses hike. I would actually have a prescribed thing. When we get out here, make sure we talk uh, to all, all gather the five senses. You don't have to be aware of it, but when we stop halfway, we're going to talk about what you felt, what you heard, what you touched, what you smelled, what you saw. I love that. So it's an easy thing for anybody can do that. And you, you know what? Right it, now. It's, it's a great grounding tool for yes. panic. You know this. You're very up on all this and very good at this as far as um, grounding techniques for panic disorders and things, right? The, and, and the five senses are a wonderful way to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you've got to be relevant to what you're doing. If you're in the middle of a grocery store, but you can still engage the five senses in the middle of a grocery store. You don't have to be on top of the I, I hate grocery stores. Right. They trigger me. I'm like, right, I'm right. so overwhelmed all the time. I know. When, yeah. when you said, oh, I go to Ralph's for it's, it's like a chore. My boyfriend's always pulling me up. Can you go to the store with me? I'm like, <laughs> Isn't it a one-person right. job? Right, like, right, it's right. Just too much. That's funny. Well, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm with that. That's where my anxiety gets kicked. I know this about me now as I've gotten more along in life. Um, what triggers me? Totally. And, and the crowds. It's so important. And the crowds. I mean, I've, I've got season tickets to Padres. I love going to Padres, but man, I know my route. I know where I'm going. I go to my seat, and that's my plan. I'm know? the same way. Uh, I think our anxiety is very similar. <laughs> yeah, I, I get overwhelmed by a lot of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I also get overwhelmed when I'm sitting. So I'm a guy, I'm very kinetic. Um, I, I got to move around. And so I didn't know this. I mean, I've been an athlete most of my life when I was in high school and all that, basketball and baseball. So I was moving around. But when I'm in jobs, if I'm just sitting, it kills me. Same, Same overwhelmed with anxiety I Same. get if I'm in a crowd. 
exact same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I'm stagnant for too long, I, I really go yeah. crazy. And yes. it, it drains me and it burns me out. So yeah. I know that it, that's why when you say, oh, this is the perfect fit for me, like yeah. private practice is yeah. the perfect fit for me because yeah. I'm not sitting in front of a computer for yeah. eight hours a day yeah, or good for you. in an agency eight hours a day good. sitting. So yeah. I want to know how you transitioned from being a math teacher right. to being a therapist. Uh, <laughs> The the short, easier answer is, man, I love and work with the kids. I couldn't deal with the parents. And I, I was hear a, that. I was a parent of a kid at the same age group I was teaching, so I can legally say this. But when I came into school every morning with 75 emails from, you're going to keep my kid in because he's messing around your classroom? I says, yeah, I hope he stops messing around because I'm not sure what the next step is. But that wasn't where I wanted to be. I love working with people. I'm a people person. Before that, I was an engineer. So the engineer was an easy transition, a math teacher. Um, I was an engineer, and I'm not a parts person. I worked on the space shuttle in San Diego, uh, the first initial stage of the space shuttle. They built the rocket engines down at Roar Industries. And uh, I uh, I hated working parts. So I I had a friend, actually, um, who actually, how I got into this field. I had a friend working at, you're talking about, say, uh, San Diego Community Youth Services down at uh, on Fairmont in, uh, near San Diego State, working with kids in a drug quarter program. And I was teaching math at the time. And she said, uh, Mark, uh, I know you, you love working with kids and you hate being a teacher. I know I love being a teacher, man. I just can't deal with all the, the rigmarole involved and all that with, the, with everything. She says, come down here, no harm, no fall. If you want the job, I will hire you. If you don't, no harm, no fall. So I, that's how I got in the mental health field. I transitioned wow. from teaching to working at San Diego uh, Youth and Community Services, I think, or SDCYS or something. Um, they're still alive down there doing stuff. And I worked there for six or seven months. Then I worked with Vista Hill at Bridges in Solana Beach with kids, adolescents, 12 to 17, substance abuse issues. Then I wanted to taste the adult side of things. Mm -hmm. So I went over and worked at a methadone clinic in about 2008. Um, I had two years of that. And I thought, man, I want to bump up my skill level. So I went back to Chetton University in the summer, August of 2010, to get a master's degree in psychology at 55 years old. I walked into the classroom. I thought, are you kidding me? because everybody in that classroom was your age. I look, who's the oldest person in here besides me? I found somebody sitting in the corner, and he looks like he's old, so I sat next to him, Jim. He was like 43 at the time. So uh, after two weeks, all of a sudden, my Facebook is blown up from all my classmates' friend requests, and they walk into me with open arms in their classroom. Aww. And quickly you learn, it doesn't make a difference, man. So long as you can make a contribution in that classroom, who, no, no matter who you are, what your age is, what your belief system is, so long as you're keeping it engaged with us in our classroom, all of us together, and we're all benefiting together, they said that to me. Man, we are learning so much from you, and I knew half or half of it, of half of what I know now back then. So Good for you. First of all, good for you for going back and yeah. following your passion. Yeah. Second of all, I miss grad school so much. Yeah, I love and that. The most, the most valuable experience I had was like in those seminar situations where I was – why am I a therapist at 25? Like, what the fuck do I know? Excuse right. me. Sorry. Right. I, I know Good we just met, but like, right. what do I know? And so I would look to my peers or my, I shouldn't call them my peers, I guess my colleagues yeah. who were twice yeah. my age and had all this life experience. And I, I already had this idea, like, you know, so much more than me. Like, yeah. you're going to be a better therapist just based on your life experience. Yeah. So I just have a lot of respect for like, yeah. I know that there can be learning from both, which is why yeah. I love my adolescent clients. Absolutely. I'm like, tell me everything. What's a TikTok, you know? Right, like, right. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that there's so much value in having that like different age range, in, especially in this field. Yeah. And I actually I was going to a Starbucks at that time. And I knew one of the baristas very well. She was going to Palomar. I think she was like 19. She said, no, no, no. We want you in the classroom because of what you just said. 
you, you offer so much in knowledge and experience. But I was just as green as they were because my first class was, what is it, 101 child development or something? Yeah. I don't know anything about that. So um, it's where I learned all the, the – that's why I went back to learn the skill level, right, to mm -hmm. add to what I already knew professionally because I've been in it 2008, 2010. So I've already been in the work for five years, five or six years. Um, it work at AOD stuff mostly, uh, alcohol and other drug treatment stuff. And, uh, but it was a beneficial reward. And from then, uh, so my kid and I started our first hike in 2011. It was right in the middle of my master's degree program that we started hiking. When I went into my um, in, uh, intern program at VVSD, Veteransville, San Diego, mm -hmm. um, is when I could start to test the waters naturally, really. I, I introduced the topic at a meeting. I looked at, we can't do that. That's a liability. We can't do that because what if some people want to go? What if some people don't want to go? I got, we can't do that from everybody down there. I said, yeah, we can do it. So we did it on a Saturday. And we, our first hike was uh, Lake Hodges uh, in Escondido, the, the dam there, uh, Del Dios Highway over there. And because VVSD had an office in uh, Escondido. Mm -hmm. um, I know the one downtown. Yeah. To New Resolve point. was in Escondido. Yeah. 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 It was just a satellite office in North County. And uh, they lived there. And uh, so I, uh, uh, that's how I introduced the topic professionally while still working on it personally with my kid and I, and it's evolved into me now with a website. Um, I take people out on hikes um, and I take myself out on hikes mm -hmm. and I'm writing a book about a five-year time period of my life where I reconciled with the human being that I love more than anything on this earth that we had a broken relationship with. And now um, we, it's a hell of a story and it's a hell of an emotional story. It's just, it's like Field of Dreams wasn't about baseball. This book isn't necessarily all about hiking. Yeah. yeah. That's and I think we're pivoting. We're almost out of time here, but yeah. I want you to tell folks how they can reach you and learn more about you. Yeah, well, I think check out my website, hikertherapy.com. All the same words, hikertherapy.com. Uh, go there, see how, who I am, what I do. I have an Instagram, hikertherapy. Mm -hmm. So if you type in hikertherapy online, um, you will find me. Um, also, um, since I just you just reminded me of one of my most favorite hikes in this area called the Seven Bridges Hikes. There's seven bridges in your area here, Spruce Street and all the bridges around here, uh, Balboa Park. It's about six or seven miles. It's a great, I call urban hiking. Mm -hmm. The streets, uh, I drove her, I told you about coming up here the, the, by Pete's as part of it. So um, hikertherapy.com. I got a book coming out called, called Pops, Take Us to the Top. I'm still editing the daylights on that thing. My goal is to get that finished by January 1 of 2021. So hypertherapy, that's all you got to remember. Punch me in on Google. Thank you so much for being yeah, here. Yeah, it was a today, blast, Molly. Thanks. Yeah, thank Appreciate you. It. Thank you so much for listening. I think it's really important that we spend time for ourselves and I really appreciate you taking the time to, you know, maybe relax and listen to a podcast and engage in self-care. If you want to find out more, please go to therapyiscoolpodcast.com or you can find me on Instagram at Molly Zive Therapy. All right, everyone. Take care.